0: hey what's going on everybody you listen listening to seggy stations the man that has a nickname I was ought to say with no shame thursday june 30th 2022 richie Coletti, my good friend who always comes on my podcast birthday shout out to my friend rich hot takes letty having a different rich coming on today raj talk a little golf out on the west coast east coast exchange got to play a little golf with raj last week or two weeks ago when he was out here celebrating his sister's graduation or something or other. It was good to see Raj. It'd be good to catch up with Raj on a particularly fond week for me with my friend's birthday and my birthday coming up. Obviously, 4th of July is always an extremely exciting time for me. Everyone's partying on the 4th of July, and that's how I like it. Plenty to touch on in sports, obviously. Is continuing NBA free agency, continuing at 6 p.m., Deadline today, or massive amount of transactions will probably take place, and it'll be tough to keep up with all that. Good luck doing so. Obviously, as I touched on last pod, winter sports have concluded, and we're into the NBA offseason. NFL off, uh, NFL season is coming up soon, a few months from training camp, a month or so away from training camp. And until then, you got some MLB action if you're into that. Um, plenty of other. Offseason transactions that we're still waiting on in both all the professional sporting leagues really um, with the NHL just finishing up their Stanley Cup and what the Colorado Avalanche did. Um, honestly, one of the best teams we've seen in NHL history um, with a 16-4 postseason record and winning all four of their series on the road, becoming the fourth team to do so. A lot of impressive stuff coming out of that uh, Stanley Cup final. And obviously the Golden State Warriors winning their fourth title in eight years. A lot of good storylines coming out of that as well, obviously. Plenty of stuff that everyone else is touching on in the sports world and obviously elsewhere. Everyone's got an opinion, everyone's got a take. And it's been interesting for me trying to really balance that with wanting to do my own thing and seeing everyone else kind of doing their thing. Um, And I've kind of come to grips with... That's really what everyone's dealing with um that's either on social media using social media for that type of reason um and you can't let it affect you really honestly um and you should be using social media like i do for my podcast i should probably use it more um for getting my golf uh, instruction out there but if i'm posting videos of my golf instruction you probably won't need any golf lessons so still trying to get those pumping through trying to teach golf grow the game as much as i can got a lot of thoughts on the pga tour and live tour raj should be stopping by to do that touch on that with me today looking forward to that you should be here any minute raj is always kind of short and quick so after that i should be able to get in a little bit of a solo catching up on some of the past week month sort of nature in that regard, appreciate all of the support for the podcast. As always, you can check me out on my Instagram or Twitter at Seggie Station, where I haven't been doing much besides posting on my Instagram Twitter. I kind of just use it to see what's going on in the Twitter world, which Rich is probably right. Maybe I should respond a little more, but then I find myself leaking into the trap hole of what's kind of going on with everything nowadays on social media, where it really doesn't help any of the problems that we're going through. Um, And so if you want to have those conversations face to face or on a platform setting, um, doing a podcast, uh, I think that's greater than hiding behind your Twitter handle. So um, I'm all for that. I really am. I think more of that is going to be things that can kind of help us get through these unprecedented times we've been going through for about five years now. And I think at this point. When a lot of us are trying to just get back to president in times, and it's gonna be interesting to see if that and when that actually happens. Um, I know Raj won't have much to say about that because he just lives his life, and that's what I love about my man Raj. He'll be stopping through to touch her a little bit on some golf, PGA Tour, Live Tour, and maybe some New York Giants on the way out. I don't know how much time he has today, but should be a good show. Enjoy it. What's happening, guy?
1: Big chillin', bro. Fuckin' got put on this job, like, at, like, 10 o'clock last
0: night, so I'm like, fuck. Yeah, hitting the bags today? Yeah. Love it. Hey, just wanna say, cause... I know I got to say why you're out here, basically, but... That was dope. We got to chill a couple times. I went to the range one time. Didn't even hit you up. Saw you at the same range hitting balls. How funny was that? And I just gotta yeah, give no, you I just gotta give you a quick shout out. It was really fun playing with you and your boys that day. Uh out of all out of all the amateur golfers I know that are in my friend group, you by far are number one. You got you got the most skill I've seen out of all people I know, at least particularly around our age group that i know and shit going even farther than that damn dude you got a you got a nice game i was surprised to see that dude and i was impressed with that for sure um you know the way you can hit it and the way you're up chipping around the greens wedge shots putting i mean that takes some skill dude so you gotta you gotta do put in some work to be able to do that so i just wanted to give you a quick shout out on that and uh you know, I'm glad we got to get out and play when you're out this way. Um glad you're back out there on the bags though. That's dope as hell. Yeah, dude. It was awesome getting to play with you and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm still so freaking I'm like trying to dude. I'm trying to bring my handicap down and shit, you know? Like I'm you know, I'm gonna be even better next time you see me, so yeah, good. Hopefully those tips I gave you help you out, and you sent me a video of that swing the other day. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Those new irons, I'm super impressed with, too. Way to copy everything out of my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well, I, I, had some, I had some older Mizunos, but I wanted those MT-20s, bro. Yeah, Mizuno makes the best iron. Um, I used to always hit Titleist irons, but Mizuno makes the best iron, so you made a good choice with that. Um, I wanted to ask you a few things. I don't know how much time you have, but I had a few things I wanted to ask you. So much has changed since the last time you've been on the podcast. It's so crazy to me how this time goes by, things change, things kind of go on, rip by. It's just wild to me. Um, but here we are, here we are today and, you know, they got a new golf tour. I mean, I, I, I think we kind of chatted about a little bit when we were hanging out, but maybe it wasn't even around yet. That's how, that's how quick this thing came about. I mean, they're about to have their second tournament today actually um and obviously the controversy with everybody uh, on social media and shit that's a bunch of bullshit to me honestly dude like if if anybody was offered 10 times or 15 times more than what they're making to do the same thing they're doing but less of it um i think most of us are going to do that um you know all this shit between oh it's it's blood money and and people on ESPN calling it the Saudi series when it's not even called that. It's just fucking crazy to me, honestly. Because the PGA Tour has sponsorships where their CEOs are partners with... Uh, 23 of them are partners with Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia. And a lot of the shit we get... We're part, a third third uh, largest trading partner with the US, Saudi Arabia. And so all of a sudden now, people are having a fucking freak out about this. Like it's the biggest thing in the world where they're doing this. And it's like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? Like half the things we get going on are from other countries and if not more than that. And so if you're going to be pissed about the live series, you should probably stop putting gas in your car and stop buying certain things. Then if you're going to be really that all fucking tight about it for me, I'm, I'm happy to see the guys basically having a new opportunity. I mean, basically like you, man, they're and me in a way. I've been feeling this way when I'm teaching more golf. We're independent contractors, dude. Like we're independent contractors, just like you, just like the tour golfers are now with, with free agency. And I know you can speak into that more than me because you've been an independent contractor since you've been living out there. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know why people are acting like, uh, you know, you can't make a choice to get more money. Um, when the, when the place has more money to offer, regardless of where it's coming from in today's day and age, I think people are trying to get as much money as they can. Some people are, some people aren't. It's, it's all kind of wild to me. I watched some of the live series. I like some of the things they're doing shotgun start team format, uh 34, 54 hole format. Shout out Greg Norman choking away the fourth uh, day of a tournament more times than anybody on the PGA tour. Um, but I've had problems with the PGA tour, bro. Just like that amateur at the Travelers this week. I was there on Sunday checking it out. Dude was on one right up in my right up in the stands. It was sick. Uh thumb Center or something. Bro, amateurs, they don't get paid on what no matter where they finish in the PGA tour. That's fucking crazy to me. That's actually fucking crazy to me. And if I was on the PGA tour and that was the case, I'd be wanting to leave too. When I could be making more money playing and missing cut barely making cuts, like you're not getting cut. Like, I don't know, just to me, the whole thing with the PGA Tour now coming up with all this money out of the, the closet in the basement and opening up these new tour cards, yeah, I knew it was going to have more opportunities because you got to fill these tournaments, but you can give more opportunities to PGA pros or you can give more opportunities to uh, amateur guys, in my opinion, and pay them. Like, I'm sick of, oh, they're going to go back to this old old way of doing it where they're make, generating money off of doing it that way anyways. So, I don't know. The whole thing to me is is kind of shit out of whack, and I think the Live Series, honestly, is going to take over the PGA Tour, to be completely honest. You get most of these guys going over here that I didn't expect, and you're going to have a lot more people interested in that than the PGA Tour when it comes right down to it. The PGA Tour isn't even involved in any of the majors anyways, and if these guys are able to still play in the majors, I don't think it's going to really matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh... Pat Monahan and the PGA Tour, I think the way they handled the whole thing was, like, really insecure. And, uh, you know, it's just like, dude, like, you don't own the golfers. So, I mean, they should be able, like, these golfers should be able to play wherever they want.
0: yeah except they can't play did live you know it's just it's kind of stupid
1: dude it's it just seemed like the way they handled it the pga like made them look like a bunch of weenies dude and uh you know it's just like embarrassing I think because they're the tour with the history they're the tour with like all. if these guys go and play on some stupid tour It's not gonna last, you know. Like, I don't know, but I also think that the PGA, much like like the NCAA, for example, is like kind of bullshit. And like, they're they're used to being the only game in, in town. So, you know, the way they do things is kind of bullshit, man. Like, the PGA has unlimited amount of money, and you know what they do it, for their tournaments out here at Pebble they have uh, guys come in and volunteer for 7 days in a row and they make the freaking volunteers buy their $70 jacket. It's crazy what the sh- the shit the PGA
0: it does, dude. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. They do because the same thing so- at the Travelers. That what do you think they do at these It's it's all fucking corporate bullshit, bro. It's That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It, it like you, why you why are you P- turning into the PGA tour anyways because a you like certain golfers and B you're watching major tournaments other than that what maybe you watch the travelers from you because you're from Connecticut like to me like you're not watching w- weekly PGA tour events I'm a golf professional and I'm not I'll check it up on the leaderboards but to me like this stuff is like I'd rather check up on some of the golfers that are over on the live series. Now that you got a rivalry with Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, both of them over there. And the way they're covering the, the thing to me is better than the PGA tour anyways. And you break, when you really want to break it down, like you're saying, bro, the PGA tour ain't all goody two shoes. And everybody acts like, Oh my God. Like, Oh, they got all the history and they, they're the greatest. It's like, bro, the whole thing's a crock of shit, and it's all money scam like you talked about. They got unlimited money. They don't give enough money to the amateurs, to the caddies, to the to the volunteers, all the way down through the line like you're talking about. It's a fucking joke, man. They charge fucking $75 for the Travelers Championship. Like, the only thing uh, good of being PGA is I can get into that for free. But other than that, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is a fucking ripoff. Like, to me, with how much money they make at these tournaments, bro... Off the merchandise, off of buying a two lemonades for twenty bucks, it's like this is just a fucking joke to me. It's uh, there's so much money in sports, anyways. It's not just the PGA Tour, bro. It's it's all these sports arenas and everybody acting like none of these none of these owners are making any money. Of course, they're making money. They're profiting millions of dollars, and people are just all fucking in the hoopla. Where it is kind of crazy to me. I don't see I don't see many other people talking about other people's money, and really anything else besides sports, uh, particularly with, obviously, like, free agency going on in the NBA right now. It's just, like, wild to me. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are we talking about people's money like that? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'm in on the live series for sure. I'll be checking out, uh, how that works out. And like you said, I don't know if I heard you say this correctly. You don't think it's going to last. I definitely think it's going to last more. I think if anything, you're going to have more, you're going to be sucking more and more people from the PGA tour as this thing continues to go on. Cause I don't think it's going anywhere, dog. Like they got this shit set up, right? And when you're backed up and funded by whatever you want to say, it's funded by it's coming through. Checks are coming through. Streaming services are available. I mean, bro, everything nowadays, there's so much going on in sports, bro. Like who cares if there's another golf league, bro? Like they got the USFL championship this weekend. You watch any of the USFL this, this spring season? You know any of that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, you're going to watch the NFL. Like there's so many other things going on in sports, like uh, Stanley Cup finals and NBA playoffs. It's like, no, I ain't watching the USFL. Like it's just like I don't know, man. Like people are going to watch it, what they want to watch and listen to what they want to listen to. And that just is what it is when there's so much shit out there. Um, did you watch, did you, uh, watch any of the travelers at all?
1: i was paying attention to the uh to the
0: leaderboard the whole time on sunday yeah uh, so just cause I, pe- just cause that's where i'm from you know you're, i'm from connecticut too so it's like you know i'm always interested in that tournament yeah it's cool yeah absolutely um working there previous years back and playing the course um it's definitely special to be able to kind of see the tour players out there and getting out there um this week i hadn't been there in a few years it was they really got uh, a lot of things changed which i think is cool that it's a it's a great tournament so um i did want to ask you based on how the tournament went though so like dude the way i perceive professional golf is how i try and perceive like my own golf game like you and me go out on a foursome right like when I when I watch some of these guys like Patrick Cantlay for example, um, his final round on Sunday at the Travelers was probably his one of his worst rounds on the professional tour. And just seeing a guy go through that and like people just acting like, oh man, what's going on with Patrick Cantlay? It's like, bro, he's literally he's not coming out of this. This is this is just part of golf. Like if you golf, you understand it. But like if you if you don't golf, you're kind of like, oh man, he can turn it around. Oh man, what what is happening with Patrick? It's like, bro, this is one of these things about golf where like people can't appreciate it unless you do it. And that's why I love the game so much, because a guy that is that good and that talented and won so many times at a Travelers Championship, that, yeah, there's a good amount of people there, and the hype's kind of built up around the tournament. It ain't no major. I'm looking at Lexi Thompson on the uh, PGA Championship lost to NG Chung, her third major, uh, that happened this past week. And, bro, she missed about two or three uh putts inside three, four feet. And you, that to me just breaks my heart. Like I side more with that stuff than I do with Xander Schauffele winning his sixth tournament. Now, granted, he had an incredible drive on 18, incredible second shot to like two, three feet and knocked in a birdie. You couldn't do it any better. But Fagala with a uh, one shot lead after birdieing 17 on a beautiful shot, looking for, I think his first PGA tour win, looking for rookie of the year, made 25 starts this year on the PGA tour. Uh, hits it into the bunker on 18 and then doesn't get it out of the bunker ends up making double bogey bro. I think more about that dude than I do about Xander Schauffele I'm like how is that dude how is that dude doing not only walking off but like the next day it's like that's inspiration to me because if that dude he's playing in the John Deere this week starting out today like if that dude can do that and like still go out there again and like play and like shoot like that's the type of shit that is inspirational to me yeah winning is cool Uh, but in golf, like I see these things where these athletes that are, I think some of the best in the world struggle because of the mental aspect and the grind of the game of four days in a row and and the, everything that goes into a PGA tour event, both men and women. Like, it's just sad when you see some of these people like break down when the pressure amounts, bro. I saw that guy, that guy that fucking blocked it right, uh, at the tour championship or PJ championship or whatever it was. So shot lead on 18 driver swing. I never seen him make before the entire day. And he looks like he gets stuck behind him worse than a fucking Charles Barkley. I mean, it's just crazy to me. It really is. It's uh such a challenging game, dude. And I think uh, people kind of lose sight of that when you're watching these guys that make it look so easy all the time. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, that's a, that's a,
1: Reminds me of the, um, the kid, the, uh, amateur kid in the major earlier this year. Where was it? And, uh, when he hit it out of bounds on freaking 17, or he hit it in the water, you know,
0: um. Oh, know, players? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's just... And, uh, going through your head like if you lose like two shots on like the last hole yeah you're down and like yeah dude you'll probably never be there again either like you'll probably like yeah realistically it's on it's literally unbelievable to me um even like matthew fitzpatrick who won the usam and then won the us open at brookline the only other player to do so is Jack Nicholas at the same venue. Um, just incredible that shot he hit out of the bunker, and just like it's just like it's just unfucking real to me, bro. Like how sometimes it could go like that or it could go like Thigala. Like if Fitzpatrick doesn't get that out of the bunker, it hits the lip. Like, I don't know if he's winning that tournament. It's just crazy to me. It really is such a crazy game, and it just takes such composure and obviously a lot of mental grind to be able to. Perform at that level with those type of swings. Um, yeah, what a great U.S. Open that was, though.
1: That was that was a great tournament, dude.
0: That yeah, no, there have some, there have been some really uh, great tournaments. But like I said, I think both tournaments this past week on the PGA Tour uh, and the LPGA Tour with the major uh, were both tournaments that were lost, not won. Um, and, and to me, that's like when. <laughs> when you kind of break it down like that, it's like, damn bro. Like, I mean, I get it. Somebody had to win, but like you had a couple of chances from other competitors in which they really, they really dropped it. And it's like, wow, that's, that's tough. Um, Yeah, I saw Jason Kokrak, who's been on the PGA Tour for a while. I don't know if you saw this, dude. He had an 87-yard shot into the unknown and then just walked off the course, DQ'd from the Travelers Championship. Did you see that? So, this is... I I seriously... I got something to say about that, bro. Because, number one, you got to finish the golf tournament. Like, what are you doing, dog? Like, that's just lame to me. And whatever, like... If you really just didn't want to finish, like, you didn't have to, like, hit it up over the grandstands. Like, to me, that's a guy who's heading to the Live Tour. Um, (laughs) I'll be looking forward to checking up some of that tournament today, to be honest. Dustin Johnson, he'll get his first win on the Live Series. Make about smooth 5 million or whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait, so... This is my, this is my other gripe I had with the PGA Tour as well with just talking about how these tournaments are in four days and whatever, all the, all the gripe to actually win. Bro, like, you win the Masters, like, how, how can you not get more money for winning the Masters? Like, how can you not get more money for, like, winning the U.S. Open? Like, all right, I saw a match it's Fitzpatrick, what do you get, like, a little over a million? Like, bro, like, are you serious? Like, that's all? Like, I don't know, I've just... I've just come to the thing with how much they're making, like all these athletes, like, bro, golfers should be getting more money. You Four days of, of going through that to win a, a major tournament or any golf tournament, bro, I think you should be getting more money. You're getting a million to win the Travelers? Like, bro, come on. How are you not getting more money if you win the Masters? Like, more dudes would stick around on the PGA Tour if you were handing out more money. Like, it's it's pretty simple. And you have the you have the ability to do so. So if you don't want to lose these players to the other league... Well, why don't you try and hand? So now they're trying to hand out more money, bro. It's not gonna work. You ain't handing out nearly enough, and you've been going past decades of when you could have been doing this and paying some amateurs and things across that nature. Where, in my opinion, taking better pair caddies, things like that, like it's all it, it's all kind of crooked to me, bro. Like I'm a member of the PGA. I'm a I'm a PGA professional, and I I feel the same way about a lot of the stuff that goes on here at the section. It's all fucking politicking, and you got to know this person and that person. And it's, to me, it's all it's all about your status. It's all fucking joke to me, bro. Like it doesn't mean you can do a job better than me at, at, in a golf a golf setting. Like I literally called a dude. Let me tell you this story at Kleins, where I saw you hitting balls. I called that guy to ask him if I could come there to bring some of the people that I teach out to have a spot to teach outdoors. That's literally what I asked him bro, he came back, this is the type of shit that I deal with, bro, like, he came back with this wild, like, wild, like, oh, I'm really weird about people teaching golf, he's like, you can teach here, he was, like, telling me, like, how much it would be, and this and that, or whatever, he's like, you can't advertise here, though, he's like, I'm like, bro, what, I was like, I literally just asked if I, if I had somebody that wants to take a lesson outdoors, can I bring them to your facility to do so, and he's like, He's like, oh yeah. And then he was just like going on all on and on about telling me how he was this, how he was that in the teaching world. I'm like, bro, I really don't care. The funniest part about this is somebody that I'm teaching told me they took a golf lesson from this dude. And it was like the worst golf lesson in the world. My point in this is there's so many people that are teaching golf and then are out here fucking stepping on other people trying to teach golf. Like, do you ever hear in the barber shop the other guys next to the dude cutting hair, talking shit about the guy cutting other hairs or in the tattoo parlor, the other guy talking shit about the other guy tattoo. But no, everyone, what the fuck, dude? Like there's in the PGA, bro. People are constantly like talking shit. And like, it's like, what dude? Like, I'm just trying to teach golf. Like I, like, it's just so weird to me, bro. This shit rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, I didn't want to bring you any fucking business, dude. And You know, at this point for me, I've gotten so frustrated with the fact that people are like, Oh, like what does this kid know about golf? Or what is it's like, what dude? Like, can I just try and do my business? Like, can I just try and teach like it's just it's all about the same thing for me. Like, if people want to do something or they're willing to do something, they're gonna do it. That's it. Like you can promote yourself as much as you can, and that's all part of it as well. But for me it's it's at everyone's level. Like, bro, I've a so i don't know dude like i've got i've like kind of lost hope with the whole thing where it's like at least in this area where it's just not like i was telling you it's just not as good and it's yeah. just tough dude like uh, even you'll be good dude you'll be good hey we got the uh we got the women's u.s open next year uh at pebble beach uh, at pebble yeah that's so sick maybe- Yeah, dude, I'm definitely trying to come out and see you. When you were here, I was looking up the tickets to get out there. It's like fucking $900 to fly out there right now. So hopefully... My boy just, my boy just went back. He's from Connecticut, too. My boy just
1: did a trip, and he got it, like, last minute for, like, under $600. Um,
0: That's um, not uh, terrible. That's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, but I got I to gotta run. But before I go, let's get a quick... New York Giants what's up dude we're fucked we're just throwing away another season right now dude I'm glad you brought this up I'm really glad you brought this up listen I've not been talking much on the New York Giants but I will say this I think Saquon's back healthy hopefully looking good this offseason we I thought we had a pretty decent draft um going forward I like the the head coach that we brought in and we got new ownership Gettleman's gone so here's here's my here's my thing to you as a Giants fan it's either, A, we have a better season than anyone thinks, right? And Daniel Jones actually stays healthy and plays pretty decent with some of this talent on the team that I think we have, both offense and defensively. I think we compete in an NFC East. That's always kind of up for grabs. And everyone's showing the Eagles as uh, clear can, uh, favorites, which I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous to me. Anyways, if da- worse comes to worse, we have a pretty average to below average season. Daniel Jones is not the guy. We decided not to pick up his option and we're about to get one of these cream of the cop quarterback next year. I mean, to me, as a Giants fan, it can't get much better. It can't get much better because it's been fucking terrible the past five years of my life. Um, what I think is more interesting news is the fact Tom Brady had a sham retirement is now back in the NFL and a lot of people thinking that the Bucks are going to do anything. It's kind of funny to me when he was trying to go to another team and then it blew up because of racial implications with Brian Flores. Just saying, just saying. Uh, if you want to asked me about the football um, I, I still yeah, can't yeah. believe people are just like acting like tom brady didn't retire to unretire 40 days later um, well obviously just to right, not so win yeah, another super bowl brady was trying to go to the niners and they, the bucks fucked him so <laughs> boom.
1: Um, and then all right we had a sick draft but dude we got we still got fucking danny dogecoin on at
0: yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, listen, I'm I'm not a fan of Daniel Jones. Trust me. I've been saying we should have gotten rid of him for two, three years now. But what I am saying is we got him for this year. That's what we got. And I've seen him do some things that I'm like, all right, like decent enough. Like some of my friends tell me, give him some time, give him some time. I'm like, can he just fucking hold on to the ball? I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to make a Josh Allen type of leap with Brian Dayball. But what I am saying is if he can just do anything, anything 50% to that, I, who knows? I mean, he has a good season. I don't think he's our long-term guy. So the way I see it is we're going to get one of these guys coming out in a very heavy, rich draft next next season, even if we have a down year. So to me, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy, hoping Saquon stays healthy. I'm hoping some of these other guys that we got on the team, uh, weaponry-wise on the wide receiver position can contribute. And, yeah, I'm hoping the defensive players can step up, mainly the guy we drafted at number five, Thibodeau, or whatever the fuck his name is. So, yeah, I mean... I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for the NFL for sure. Like like I was talking to Rich. He was on the other day. It's his birthday, by the way. Um, the NFL's offseason is just too long for me, dude. Like, and, and it just lags too much. Like the draft, it just takes too long to get to the draft and then to like free agency and it's like training camp. It's like, bro, like what? They got to figure this out, dog. They got to figure something out, but it's just hard when you add one extra week. It's, I mean, you can't add much more. Uh, I don't know. The whole thing's kind of It's just tough when you got baseball playing 162 and the NFL playing 17 games. I don't know. The whole thing's kind of fucking whacked out for me. We're fucked. Hey, um, i got to go drag some bags around, dude. Yeah, you enjoy that, brother. Hey, I'm glad we at least got to catch up a little bit here on the pod. That was uh, cool to finally uh, catch up a little bit. Um, I'll hit you up soon. We'll try and link up. All right, brother. Be good. Cheers, buddy. Stay safe. Much love to my friend O'Raj stopping through, talk a little golf today. I'm gonna take a quick break. Come on back and try and get in a little solo session. Be right back here on the Sega station. Alright, made it back. Raj stopped by today, a little East Coast, West Coast exchange. He's always funny as hell coming coming on the podcast. Um shout out to my guy Rich. His birthday is today. He always comes on the podcast. You know him pretty well. Um, Nick Seglin here. Solo Seggy today. Wish Chu was around because there's a lot going on in the MLB. I got a lot to say about it. and Normally, he'd be my guy to talk to, but I haven't uh, talked much with him. He came by and potted a couple weeks back and then went to another baseball game. He's a big baseball guy, and he's got plenty of it left. Um, let me start with that. Let me start up my timer and try and keep that on cue. And let me go from there. So, obviously, everybody saw this thing going on with the big brawl between the Angels and the Mariners. I think there was eight Jacksons and 12 suspensions. Um, just stupid to me. Like, I saw another brawl the other day with baseball and people talking about, including my friend Smats, oh, it's the history of the game. It's part of the game. It's like, no, bro. Like, that, yeah, accidentally hitting people. Um, but... Beaming people um on purpose is to me not part of the game. Um and so I think there's a way to fix this. Hopefully this goes viral. Plug it if you can, Saggy Station. There's a flagrant foul in the NBA, technical foul, right? Discretion of the referee, depending on how the contact is perceived based on video review. I'm sure there's that in the NHL, I'd have to do a little more research. There's certainly that in the NFL. Um, roughing the kicker, running into the kicker, five yards, 15 yards, bigger penalty. Obviously, suspension's handed down now in the NFL for hits over the middle, things of that nature. Um, It's not obscene in a professional sporting league to have some type of penalty when they're doing something that, to me, is not part of the game. So I thought of this. It goes right with uh, baseball. Um, You give these pitchers what you call a bean ball penalty in a bean pod. I don't know. Maybe there's three, three strikes. You're out. They get three. You got to take some of their money. You got to suspend them some type of way, because that's the only way you're going to get these people from doing this, which is to me, throwing at people unnecessarily. Um, and it hurts the game, man. Don't get me wrong. Like you got the fans in the stands going wild by the, fights going on because yeah that's probably the best action they're going to see that all the entire day like the only time you see fans standing up is when they hit a home run um you know to me the best part of baseball is stolen bases to go along with the home run but now you don't even see stolen bases and i saw they're trying to get the pitch clock involved in the minor leagues and stolen bases are up so why wouldn't you try and do that in the mlb when they're talking about trying to now bring in electronic umpires in 2024 when my, Rob Manfred's contract's up in 2026, he's going to ruin MLB before that. Because to me, if they're talking about doing shit like this, Chew, how can you not try and cut games How uh, this season? How can you not try and add an in-season tournament, some type of excitement, some type of play-in style uh, situation, uh, anything to make the sport good? Because the last time I checked, All-Star breaks July 19th, and to me, baseball doesn't really get great until then. Even though you got the Yankees, of course, on historic pace, Aaron Judge twenty nine home runs, uh, on pace to hit sixty two. Oh, incredible! On pace to them for they have, uh, you know, they're thirty games over five hundred right now. Second, second or third best, uh, at this time going up to with the ninety eight Yankees and the two thousand one Mariners. I mean, this is just fucking, the same shit. You you end up okay, yeah, Mets are having a good season. Well, I saw they're on their first three game losing streak of the season too. And it's like, to me, when you have these brawls and you have these fights, what you end up having is you end up having players miss time. And when you have this long of a season, you have a situation like the San Diego Padres where their best player hasn't played a single game this season. How's their season going? You look at Bryce Harper, who got hit on the hand. He's now out indefinitely. I saw a guy, a relief pitcher for the Angels, fractured his elbow in this fight. He's now out for the season. So to me... Why don't we find a way to, let's beanball the pitchers, try and get them incentivized to not do that. Technical foul, flagrant foul, rough finding the player like they do in the NFL, trying not to get them to hit like that. I mean, it's normal to do. I mean, to me, that's being a little bit more proactive, trying to save what is a wrestling match by a bunch of grown-ass men, when a lot of the time you got some guys out there, they ain't trying to get hurt. (laughs) These guys need their hands, their arms, Things like that. And, you know, baseball is just lacking, lacking behind right right now with all these other professional sports to me. And to me, that's why it, it's the hardest to, to get involved in. Um, and you got Wimbledon matches that go on for three, four hours uh, long. And to me, they got more excitement. That Serena Williams match that I saw yesterday up against Harmony Tan was more exciting to me than watching a baseball game that i'll tune in to watch because i bet on a boost for the first time in two weeks making a sports bet and i know i shouldn't have bet on baseball because it's just fucking dumb it's just so dumb betting on baseball it's a live bet, sporting event if you're at the game type of thing it's i mean it's just too much for me the baseball and you know i i respect people that like it but to me get me to the fucking playoffs man i'm trying to watch playoff baseball just like i'm trying to watch playoffs and all these all these other sports that come up come up a lot quicker than they do in baseball. Clearly. I'm still waiting for the All-Star break and trying to watch some of that and get into They just got to find a better way. They got to find a better way to control that. It's just stupid to me. NBA free agency is popping off, obviously, with it today being the deadline at Thursday at – through or today, which is Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, obviously, a lot coming into that with trades. I saw DeJounte Murray going to the Hawks um, for Denalogar Gawinari and three first-round picks. Um, well, Spurs got a haul back, but from what I'm hearing, they're looking to tank for this – Number one overall pick, seven-foot guy out of some international league, Zamba Bamba or something. Um, And, yeah, he's got some incredible tape if you can figure out his name and find him. I'm sure you can. Uh, But, yeah, I think the Spurs are going to have a tough season. Um, I saw Kyrie opt into his deal. Obviously, all that controversy with him and KD, me and Rich talking about it last time. Russell Westbrook opting into his deal. James Harden declining his option. Bradley Beal declining his option. So obviously a lot of transactions that are going to take place up until free agency starting today at 6 p.m. and then today and tomorrow with a lot of these situations kind of going through. John Wall joining now the Clippers after a buyout with the Houston Rockets. A lot of interesting transactions that we'll be able to come back and kind of touch on, particularly what the New York Knicks do, where they're turning into the Dallas Cowboys at this point. And they're talking about Jalen Brunson like he's some type of superstar in this league, and that's just... A mistake and i just don't know what the knicks are doing so yes there's a lot of these transactions going on um but as i mentioned with uh raj when he was here you know everyone's experts on other people's money going back into you know the whole conversation between pga tour and live and, and the whole conversation with uh, these transactions of how many how much money russ is taking it's like bro of course he's going to take that much money dude would you turn down that much money get mad at these agents That got these players these contracts. Which by the way, at the time they signed these contracts. Were apparently something that they thought was deserved. So don't get mad at the player. Because their game falls off a little bit. Like they deserve this contract. This is what they got. (laughs) And now you want to see these guys take buyouts. See, all these guys get too much money anyways. Sports to me is the only thing where we're talking about everyone's money. Because they make way too much money. Because there's so much damn money in sports, man. You know, now with this gambling leaking in and, and all this, it's it's out of control. Which reminds me, I've had this recording that I need to play. That I've been saving up in the stockboards. Which to me is just the funniest thing. When they talk about <laughs> how they don't really promote gambling. And this is to me what what it is. now shout out to my guy jay williams excellent uh, promotion there for fanduel sports Sportsbook. which yes i use fanduel Sportsbook. book I, I like to sports bet and sports gambling is not legal in connecticut I, I don't understand how this came about and i don't understand how it's not legal everywhere but it's a dream come true when i'm out here bitching about it on the podcast for about a year um the point to me is that to me is trying to get people to gamble, right? That is people trying to use the FanDuel Sportsbook and enticing people to kind of get involved in what FanDuel Sportsbook has to offer. And then after that incredible read from Jay Williams, KJM, this is, this is what plays. i'm sorry that's just so funny to me to be fair i lost uh overall this nba season was basically an even breakdown um i'm down about 225 right now in the sports book since i started up in october but uh just that's just fucking hilarious to me man like all right like realistically if uh how do i shut this damn thing off It won't let me turn it off huh that was strange uh yeah let's just be real people there's probably people definitely that should call the the gambling line um but most people, no one's gonna call that gambling line, dude. Like, if anything, someone's gonna call it for somebody else. Like, if you can't control yourself with the gambling, then you probably got some other things that you should probably work on as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like when my brother gives me shit. It's like, bro, I don't tell you how to spend your money. Don't tell me how to spend mine. It's the same thing when it comes to all these transactions to me in the NBA. When we're talking about everyone's money, it's it's just blown out of proportion. And we end up, and to me, in a bad spot when you got people that are constantly arguing about this person's value or this person's... I mean, let's just... If we're going to talk about their play, that's fine. Um, and... You know, their contracts are what they are. I think the one thing I admire about contracts in sports is when guys admire their contract. And as much as people give LeBron James a ton of flack, man's always honored his contract. And, you know, you do all that in a professional way, um, to me you're in better graces than a lot of these other situations you're seeing right now, obviously. Um, but I didn't need to get that. And that was pretty funny, that recording. Um, Yeah, so at the same time these hearings are going on with Deshaun Watson um, by the NFL, Uh, Brittany Griner's trial is beginning over in Russia. And I find it funny how both of these are coinciding at the same time, and not nearly one is getting enough coverage as the other. Um, Not granted, one is slightly more tricky, obviously. Um, but one of the things I find so maddening about this, uh, particularly these guys, one in being Draymond Green, a guy with a platform now, started up podcast, everyone loves it, so many people tuning into it. It's like, bro, use your platform to raise a little bit more awareness about some of these other issues that are going on, rather than just talking about how you're going to win three out of the next four championships, which is not going to happen. So, like, Draymond Green, like, when you're proven wrong on that, don't be surprised when people are coming back at you and flacking at people now, the way you're flacking out on your podcast, acting like you're all that shit, and the man, just because you won a championship. We get it, dude. Like... Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, a lot of these other pieces. Yes, you've always been a contributing piece as part of the crew. But there ain't no way in hell that you should be out here. Number one, predicting that. And number two, using your platform to just spew all this fucking nonsense and people kind of buying into this like, oh, this is great content. No, this is shitty content to me. And and talking about Deshaun Watson and whether he's going to be able to play or not this upcoming season is just foolish to me. Like, no, he's not. I would be absolutely stunned if he's not suspended for the entire season yet again after sitting out of season last year. And by the way, people want to come in and talk about, oh, man, you're not able to play, you know, would you lose that much time? Yeah, he's a younger player, but definitely affects you. And so everybody acting like he's about to come in after all this shit happened to him and just be like the next coming of what Deshaun Watson was when he was not going through all this stuff off the field. It's kind of hard to believe for me. Um, And, you know, I try and keep that same energy with a guy like John Wall, who's now joining the Clippers and has played 40 games in the last three seasons. Even a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who now missed an entire season last year and a half a season before that year and a half for an ACL. He's different. I get it. But obviously everyone heals differently with these injuries. And when you miss a lot of time like that in professional sports, it's crazy when time zips on by like that like a whole year and a half a whole three years for john wall like whole two years for Deshaun watson like puts things into perspective when time's zipping on by like that people that i met five years ago graduating high school um so i don't know for me i'm looking at how things are going with this situation sue robinson who's the arbitrator of this hearing independently Chosen or however this kind of went down, but it's able to be appealed by Deshaun Watson in his camp, NFLPA looking to do that, and Roger Goodell hears the hearing and ultimately makes the final decision. So at the end of the day, I assume Roger Goodell's not going to uphold or not going to up uh end the ruling of Sue Robinson this first time of this happening under the new CBA agreement and make uh Roger Goodell look like an absolute idiot in today's day and age where everyone's going to be blasting him on social media. And having something to say about how it's a sham and all this that's not gonna happen so <laughs> baker mayfield i don't know maybe he'll be able to get a, a spot with cleveland if they're looking to have him back but at this point he's still looking for a job too and out here talking on podcasts so everyone's got one everyone's trying to kind of grow and do their thing and have their brain and i think that's kind of thrown me in a spiral with my own thing. Cause I used to do this before I felt like anybody had this shit going on. And you know, that's the power of not only being famous, but knowing more people and having more of a reach where, yeah, it'd be cool to have more people coming through and talking sports and have more people checking out the podcast, but I can only control what I can control, man. And at this point I feel like that about everything. Um, because I've kind of lost so much of my time potting just in general. Because I've been all caught up in what's going on with other people. Or what's going on in the world. And to me that's very important. But I can't let that affect me as much as it has been. And it is it is hard. Um, but sports are super important to me. So it's always been a passion. I have been doing it since I was a little kid, and obviously, being in the golf business, I'm still trying to compete at a tournament day after my birthday. So, I've been trying to play in all the tournaments this year, which was a goal of mine. I missed one of the Pro Pros, but I found a partner for this upcoming Pro Pro. I had to reach out, um, I don't know, maybe new, make a new friend, quote unquote, which I was talking to my girlfriend about where it's funny this person tried to add me on instagram um it's like bro you don't even know me but whatever you're not checking out my personal instagram like that like it's just weird to me uh i ain't doing anything like that on my personal instagram anyways but which i probably should do a little bit more maybe more people would want to check out my pod if i was using my sweet new phone and doing live shots of my takes about bean balls in the MLB which I think should be a thing and I'll have to explain to Chew more when he eventually makes it back around Uh, but yeah I just hope things can change for Brittany Griner and I hope more people can raise awareness for that I hope more people can with these platforms use voices to stand up for the women And all they're going through right now, obviously with the rulings, um, and the court systems and just everywhere in general, obviously with, I think people struggling, um, the average person that isn't, uh, you know, living above all the normalcy of high prices and inflation and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's tough. You got to find ways to be happy. You got to find ways to kind of keep moving on and obviously for me sports have been able to do that for me for a while, the podcast and being able to reach out and touch up with my friends or things like that have been super enjoyable. Um let's see what else I need to touch on here. So, yeah, I'm coming off talking about everyone's got something to say about other people's money. The highest-paid players next season in the NBA. You got Steph Curry at $45 million, Russell Westbrook at $44 million, Kevin Durant at $44 million, and LeBron James at $41 million. So, obviously, everyone's mad about Russell Westbrook opting into his contract, uh, continuing to play with the Lakers, obviously, looking like, unless they can trade that contract. Um... I just want to say, uh, Jose Barrios, he signed a seven-year, $131 million extension this offseason with the Toronto Blue Jays. And he's currently has the worst ERA, second-most hits and home runs given up in the American League. It's not like Russell Westbrook is the only dude that's not living up to his enormous contract, which I've always already talked about. But like I said, man... even with these people on the live series, man, you can't tell people that are being offered money like that, that they can't go for that money when you 100% would be doing that. Like, let's just be real here. Like, come on. <laughs> so to me, it's just stupid. It's all nonsense. White noise. And you now that's part of the problem I have with a lot of these people responding on Twitter like that. In these comment sections, it's like, bro, like, do a live, do a live video like that on your on your Twitter if if you're so, you know, strong on your views. (laughs) Um, Never ends. Uh, I saw that dude Neil Neil Cruz for the Pirates. Uh, He threw a. 97 a mile an hour inf- pitch th- through the infield for an out. I uh, <laughs> think he has got called up last week. It's the thing with baseball, bro. You got a dude like this and you're not starting him from the beginning. Like, what? Like, I just, I just don't understand that. got so many gripes with baseball with it now just being just mainly all baseball season. Like, apparently you don't have to, like, actually win to be the MVP because Mike Trout has three and hasn't won anything. The Angels continue to still kind of struggle with apparently two of the best players in the game. Um, Did get through a decent amount today. probably get off soon. I got to go to work and get the dogs out before then and whatnot. But glad I got through some of the stuff that I had at least. I saw this was that was pretty cool about baseball. The sons of Gary Sheffield, Manny Ramirez, Pedro Martinez, David Ortiz, and Keith Folk are all playing together on the Broxton er, Rocks of the future Collegiate Baseball League, which is pretty sick. That's back when I was into baseball. All those players were playing, and I was still playing. Really, the coolest thing that I've seen in baseball is softball. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners fancying to the third straight uh, Women's College World Series and winning it. Uh, So I think they won two out of the last three years. Uh, Jocelyn Alo played her last game, but she's absolutely incredible at softball. Um, I think she had like 17 home runs this World Series. Which is ridiculous, like three home runs in our last like game or two, ridiculous stats. Um, and obviously, I le- mentioned last pod Old Miss winning uh, the men's college world series for the first time in franchise history, which is I think pretty sweet. Um, way more impressive than a measly Seattle Mariners Angels eighth game in eleven days. <laughs> Sorry. you saw this which was pretty funny chargers are the only nfl team to not have a player arrested in the last five years saw miles bridges arrested on domestic violence charges fucking stupid to me man like talking about how much money these guys make and these opportunity of a lifetime a dream to be able to be a professional athlete and people doing shit like this um it's just sad. And then you have the other end of the spectrum, uh, Caleb Swanigan. Um, and I see a lot of the stuff going on with him. And, oh, how could you get looking like this after one year? And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. I really hope this shit doesn't happen to Ben Simmons because people are just so fucking hateful. It's ridiculous. But the last five years in the AFC West, there had been 19 total arrests, eight with the Chiefs, seven with the Broncos, four with the Raiders, zero with the Chargers. Who are the only NFL team not to have a player rest in the last five years? Interesting league that we so love so much that the average ticket price for a Las Vegas Raiders home game is $595, which is the most expensive in the NFL on secondary markets. That's exactly what's happening in the world right now. Foolishness. But, At least we got equal pay for the women's soccer team, which I shouted out. I see WNBA trying to have one or two expansion teams by September and are currently going through their season right now. Um, I saw they have four triple doubles this season, and they are about halfway through their season, and that's their most ever in a single season. So things have been up and up there with Sue Bird in her last season, potentially Diana Taurasi, potentially Candace Parker absolute legends of, uh, women's basketball watching the 50, 50, obviously with, um, the anniversary of women's rights and sports and all these kind of things that you're seeing. And with the whole thing happening for Roe versus Wade for the women, we're kind of taking a step back 50 years. That's just not where we should be. And sadly, that's where we are. And it's just frustrating. I think it really is frustrating for a lot of people. Um, you know when I see all this stuff on main platforms being put out there for people to view obviously and see and it's not even the right information like calling the fucking live series the Saudi series is uh, it's just crazy to me but hey it is what it is um, people are going to take what they may out of the information they can find and sadly I don't think it's going to change at all um, and really it's me like I said it's all about controlling what you control with all these things kind of going down on a daily basis that uh, affect some more than others and um, just trying to keep things from spiraling off the rails honestly I think it's hard when I you know People are, you know, just like a lot of these athletes. Everyone's a human being, man. (laughs) Don't matter what you do. You could be president CEO of whatever. Like, doesn't mean you can't be going through something. Um, You know, and how that could affect them. could be nothing or devastating or... It's all... It's all different. You know, that's why I tend to... (laughs) as <laughs> much people hate Kyrie I like Kyrie I like a lot of what Kyrie has to bring out there which is out the box you know anti-ortodox a lot of antics but wish he would use his platform a little bit more right now to get fucking some word out there about BG um cause right now it's just a lot of argument about <laughs> I just cannot believe that dudes have shit to say about this shit going on. Like, bro, come on, dude. What are you doing? Like, (laughs) grow up, man. Just sad. It's just so fucking sad. You know? (laughs) and It's nothing you can do about that, you know? Like, you can only control what you're putting out there, so... is what it is i saw lewis hamilton appeared at a press conference wearing multiple watches rings and necklaces and earrings after the ifa clamped down on julie ban enforcement interesting fs1 really popping off but not allowed that rich strike kentucky derby winner 80 to 1 odds the same odds the new york jets have to win the afc east was claimed last year for thirty thousand dollars, and they found out thirty seconds Friday, thirty seconds before the deadline, that he'd be in the race. Longest odds by any winner: nineteen thirteen rail ninety one to one, Rich Strike in twenty twenty two eighty to one, Country House sixty five to one in twenty nineteen, and Mind That Bird fifty to one in two thousand nine. That was absolutely incredible. I saw Serena get knocked out at Wimbledon. She was going for a major 24, maybe. Mattress Mac put a smooth $1.5 million on Epicenter to win the Kentucky Derby. Lost that one. Mattress Mac. An arrest warrant has been issued for free agent safety Earl Thomas after he sent threatening message to a woman about her kids. Her and her kids. I saw Le'Veon Bell and uh, Adrian Peterson are about to have a fight. Oh, my God, dude. That is that is stupid to me. I wonder if I can bet on that. What I will say to bet on, even though it's plus only 500 odds, is Luka Doncic to win MVP next year. Because I have a feeling that that's finally going to come to fruition. Because he's been favorited. Now this heading into this year and heading into last year and high up there, I believe the year before that even as just a second year player. Um, yeah, he's finally like getting the fact that he needs to be coming into the season in shape. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of him recently playing on the Slovenian international team, but damn, this dude's going to be putting in work. I think and the Dallas Mavericks are going to be a problem in the West. I saw Chase Daniel surpassed forty one million in earnings this year, which ranks number sixty two all time in NFL QB earnings. He started five games total in his thirteen years and averaged six point five yards per attempt. An absolute backup QB legend is Chase Daniel, who is legally legalized bank robbing to me. PGA Tour, welcome to more Euro players opening up, more cards. Uh, 30, 30 PGA Tour cards awarded to the top players on the Corn Ferry Tour points final list, and Q School will be back. Cards to the top five in ties. PGA Tour filling those opportunities that way. Interesting. Saw Johnny Depp possibly back as Captain Jack from Pirates of the Caribbean striking a $300 million deal coming off his highly public divorce trial, in which it resulted in a win for him. And like $15 million in defamations or something. Un-fucking-believable, the world we live in. Alright, I'm out of here today, gotta see what happens in NBA free agency and over the weekend and see what the MLB says about robotic umpires that I'm sure Chewy's gonna have definitely some gripe with. I mean, you gotta shorten the season before you add electronic umpires, robot umpires, bro. Um, yeah, it's been good. I gotta play some golf tomorrow with Bush. I haven't seen Bush in a while. Uh, my birthday's on Monday, so hopefully got a few shifts to get in and then. Enjoy some time this weekend. Enjoy my birthday. Appreciate all the birthday wishes that come through um, Shout out to my neighbor Joyce who sent me a birthday card already and Holidays are usually very tough for me. So um, But I love the 4th of July always have always will um, Looking forward to celebrating that as much as I can looking forward to trying to get back here as soon as I can to kind of touch on NBA free agency NFL season getting closer obviously we'll have some decisions going with Deshaun Watson hopefully within the upcoming weeks and then we'll kind of see how these quarterbacks that are in the market Baker Mayfield Jimmy G play out with potentially getting new spots and then the season will be into the preseason and hopefully the season will be here soon well hopefully is not the right term because time's going by certainly too fast but um, that turned into about 100 things would say but that's okay. Uh, that is what it is. Uh, alright, much love to everybody that checks me out here on the podcast. Um, it's been hard getting kind of tuned into where I was when I first started out when I thought I had anxiety about being able to do this and posting was no problem. Now I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> now I know I can do it. I just, don't really like being out here posting and posting and not getting views I don't know it's just tough but hey it is what it is i mean you can't only control what you can control and i think it's funny because everybody looks at it so differently um everything um, but particularly social media um you know you go ask this person it's this you go ask that person it's that and it's good it's bad I- Whatever, dude. Uh, you're right. It's could be used definitely in a good way. Um, I think it's kind of warped a lot of things. Um, including things that are kind of going on in sports and so on and so forth. Uh, to a point where I uh, I don't know how we come back from there, really. Um, I don't think that's ever really going to change with Eli Musk buying the Twitter and Instagram constantly continuing to kind of what evolve (laughs) always looking for these words when I'm doing this I got plenty of them but sometimes it's tough to get them out got a good amount out today that I wanted to cover much love for Raj stopping through Shout out to the guy in the brawl that threw all the sunflower seeds on the baseball field after the brawl was over. Real mature. I think the MLB has really got to do something about that. I'm going to try and go viral on that with the MLB. Come up with the bean ball. The bean ball penalty. It's very simple bean ball. Three strikes, you're out with beans. One bean, two bean, three bean. You got to sit out. I think they got to sit out at least a couple weeks because then that would really hurt them in their pockets enough where I think it would incentivize them enough not to do that, which is intentionally throw at players, which is just stupid in today's day and age. Unwritten rules as they're getting ready to add pitch clocks and robot umpires. It's like, what? All right, that's what you're worried about. Unwritten rules. Checking people for sticky stuff. It's funny because there's not much else besides Wimbledon or PGA Tour or random other things you can admire in the sports world. Uh, obviously, random predictions and all that stuff, which that is what it is. But really, it's the MLB's time right now. They all start breaking a couple weeks, and then obviously they leak into their batter latter half of their season, where we can get closer to postseason baseball. Which really, let's be real, even. People that aren't involved with it heavily want postseason baseball, but I guess you got to enjoy it while it's here, the regular season, and it's here for quite some time. I saw Marcus Smart talked about his green hair. Now he got it tied because his mom, before she passed away, always said he loved his hair and that she thought she wanted to see, she see him in green. Well, I ended up dyeing my hair a couple months back. My mom used to like to do that a lot. I very admired Marcus Smart's comments here as much as I've given Marcus Smart some flack with what I think he is as a point guard for the Boston Celtics. Um, But I can admire that. Similarly, where... You know, it's, he's a human being, too, and he obviously has gone through some stuff just like every other human being and really puts things into perspective when not only as you get older, but as you kind of see things that are happening around you and lose contact with more and more people. And I think the list goes on and on for everybody, um, and I've always kind of tried to emulate Um, Being a good example, a good role model, a good PGA professional, um, all these things that kind of articulate as a good person. And I think that's all you can really do is control what you can control, not only with yourself, but with all your social media accounts, with all your actions, whatever it is. And I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy with the people around me. And hopefully things are on the up and up going forward from here. Only time will tell, just like everything else, for everybody else. And that's all I had for the Airwaves today. Appreciate all listening, as always. And as always, uh, no shame what I had to say. Just a man with a nickname. Until next time, everybody, peace and love. Stay safe out there. You're listening to the Saggy Station.